You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. shower thought i was thinking about something in the shower while in between jerking off typically yeah it's i'm like, holding my dick in my hand i'm like oh, i had to the yeah, thought yeah, yeah the, the shower thought well i had one recently it's harmless i just wanted to bring it up here i was thinking about like certain movies and certain tv shows how they always portray like like if there's a murder in like a small rural town okay and there's always that medical examiner from the little county middle of nowhere and when they do the autopsy the medical examiner is always the same person he's he's typically multitasking right he's usually he's got like the dead body on the table like sliced open and he's usually like eating a sandwich yeah i was gonna say eating a ham sandwich he's eating a sandwich and smoking a cigarette while performing the autopsy and he'll just like set the sandwich down on the dead body at times and like like and, all, and meanwhile there's like a small town sheriff in the background who's like ready to puke yeah like like it's all happening at once i just i think that's that's such a great trope and i love <coughs> how it's always performed that way uh, do, i don't know anybody who's a medical examiner do you no i do not i have not had the fortune of meeting anybody like that i want to meet somebody and i want to be like it's does Hollywood portray you guys in the correct light? Like, is that what you do when well, you're I'm performing sure it, I'm sure it's autopsy? not. I'm sure it's not. Well, why not? If I'm ever going to do, which I never would, I'd probably be like the sheriff in the background vomiting. But you better believe I want to do it while a sandwich is in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the most disgusting thing I can think of, honestly. Because you know he's got like dry blood on his gloves uh, and everything uh, like that. Man. That's gotta be the most the that's gotta be like one of the worst jobs ever. I imagine it pays decently, but it's gotta be like one of the worst jobs because like cutting people open and having to clean up all that mess. It's a lot of schooling. I think you have to be. I think you have to medical school. You're like I, a doctor. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be a doctor, but like right. Because I mean, every X Files episode ever, like Mulder just made Scully do it every episode. Yeah, Scully like he's was like, a doctor. Oh, we don't need we don't need a medical examiner. Scully, you do the autopsy. Was the Scully was a doctor? Au- yeah, she was a doctor. Yeah, okay. But she did an autopsy like like one out of every three episodes. Scully's doing an autopsy. So so that show doesn't fit the fit this category. Did but Scully like every, ever believe? Every other show. Did she what? Did she ever believe? Yeah, yeah, toward the end she did. Okay, Not because at first. I, cause I remember I only ever watched like maybe the first season or two of that show. And like every single episode the the trope of the show was they find some weird shit that is unexplainable. Uh Mulder believes every bit of it and Scully's like that was nonsense. Even whenever like some dude's like pushing himself through like a vent and he's got like but no bones and shit like that. He's like there's an explanation for that. Eugene Toombs, you're talking about that guy. That was one of the greatest episodes. But anyway, um, yeah, she was a scientist and a doctor, so of course she's gonna. There's got to be a logical explanation for this. That's the whole idea of that show. Like, you get you get a believer like Mulder, and you get a skeptic like Scully. At a certain point, you just want to slap her in the face. Like, there is an alien standing right over there. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was a fun thought about uh, autopsies, and I don't know. It, it's every show, except for X-Files, of course. 
But every other show always portrays them that way. Like, yeah, and the more I, I the more laid back the doctor is, the more food you find around him, like candy wrappers mm. and shit like that all over his desk and everything. He's just constantly they're always munching. like a slob too. Yeah, they always have like like mustard stains on their lab coats and, <laughs> and they smell of embalming fluid and Twix. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, hey, welcome back. Welcome back. I've got a, I've got a proposition for you, Scott. By the way, I'm Adam. You're Scott. How are we doing today? Oh, we're, we're here. Great? Yeah, we're here. We're queer. Uh, maybe you don't get used to it or do it. I don't really care. Who gives a shit? Fuck off. Um, I have, I have a thought for you, Scott. This is a pseudo uh, potential governmental thought, like a, like a potential law or policy that we can in place so <clears throat> i was thinking about this um i was thinking about things like the green new deal and stuff like that that uh people like aoc have tried to put forth into the government and yada yada all that stuff we're not going to talk about the green new deal i have a new green program that i would like to put forth for the government it is called the new green program now what this is is this is a tax break it's a tax break for anybody who does not have kids. Can you guess why I'm uh, giving the benefit to people who don't have kids? Because creating small copies of yourself is a hindrance on the environment. Absolutely. All the, not just simply creating the life form itself, but all the subsequent carbon footprint that is increased based on that life form that you've just created that that new being could be like the worst person to the environment ever to exist that could, person could be like just super hardcore into coal mining and nuclear uh, energy and stuff like that nuclear waste just dumping in the ocean uh or it could just be a regular joe who likes to fly a lot and that is also uh, a huge carbon footprint so i'm proposing uh, new green program where people like me who have not sullied the earth with this their spawn get a tax break. What do you think about that, Scott? I mean, I get a child tax credit on my taxes for having kids. Yeah, it makes no so, sense. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like you should get one too for not having kids. So, <laughs> I, I support it, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, 20, 2020. Let's do it. Let's go, Joe yeah. Biden. I, you know, before we get into that, before we get any more political than what you just tried to tried to goat me into right now, <laughs> I have some terrible, awful, horrible, very bad news. Oh boy! And you're gonna laugh at me and say, "Oh, it's your own fault. I told you so." But we haven't talked about it on the show for a while. But I used to bring it up all the time. You know how I am a fan of the old-fashioned movie store. Yeah. Like, going to the brick-and-mortar video store and paying money and renting a DVD or Blu-ray disc, bringing it home and watching it, and you laughed at me and said, they're all going to go the way of Blockbuster and everything is streaming and... All right, old man, get back to... Do you remember get, this get conversation your, we had? Back, yeah, old man, get back to your rocker with your rental videos. My family video is closing its doors for good. I'm not shocked. I'll be honest with you, I'm not shocked, shocked especially, either. Especially in the age of COVID, I'm not shocked. Because when we're talking about uh, a pandemic that and a disease that has like, wrought havoc all over the entire world, do you think really people want to rent movies? Something that's been in somebody else's house that could potentially be like diseased? <laughs> no, not not when they can sit at home and do the same thing with their remote control on their TV. Yeah. Convenience, yeah. buddy. Technology has taken no. another job. Yeah, and I know you're right. As far as I know, I don't think family videos are closing nationwide. I think it is just my local family video where I rented from. And uh, I was very sad. I heard this news, and I... Kristen, my wife, she goes... Well, when's the last time you went there and rented a movie? And I had to stop and think about it. I'm like, honestly? It was probably last Christmas. Last ah, time I went there and you're part of the problem. And she goes, you're part of the problem, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, there was a 
<laughs> pandemic. <laughs> they closed for a long time, and then they reopened after after the closure, and they said it never really bounced back from COVID. Oh, they didn't get those like small those business tax breaks and stuff like that. They didn't get any of that stuff, or those like, uh, you know, I'm talking about the grants from like government. Those the the money shit. They didn't I get. Don't any have that? the. I don't have the slightest idea. I mean, Kanye West like, got like got like tens of millions, a hundred million dollars from the government for his business, but you know, um, they didn't wow. get it. That's my cheeky um, way of saying fuck Kanye West and all the other rich people that got business breaks and money and shit. So. Well, I'll be honest with you. Let's pour one out for our pour one out for our fallen homie, the family video of Hubbard, Ohio. I'll be honest with you. I was thinking about this recently, and as much as I shit on people that go to like rental videos, and I'm like, get with the times. I do have a lot of nostalgia for going to like the movie uh, rental place and just just sifting through the entire catalog of what they have, like ho- like Hollywood Video. Remember that shit? Yeah, that I do. Was, I, w- I used to go there every week. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. my mother would go there, and she'd be like, "Okay, I'm gonna go look for some movies." I would go through all the movie section, see the walls of new movies and old movies, sift through all that stuff. Go to the video game section, see like what? Hey, I want to rent this video game. Can I rent this video game, or can I rent this movie, or that, or whatever? Like it was, it's a very nostalgic feeling that nobody in this generation is ever going to understand. That's that's our first old man moment, Scott. That's our first. You know what? Like, you remember when? Here's the thing, and it's going to be an adjustment for me. This is going to be the first time in my life that I'm not a card-carrying member of a video rental store. Oh, God. Like, like as a kid, as a kid, I went with my family. I rented from Vans Video. I rented from Purple Cow Video. Purple Cow Videos. Moo Moo Movies. That was their jingle. It was awesome. I also used to rent videos from Eagle Video when it was in our Giant Eagle grocery store. Ooh, I never went there. Uh, I went to Eagle Video. I went to Farm. We had a Farm War that rented videos. Uh, where the hell else did I go? I, I went to I went to Blockbuster when I lived in Tennessee. I had a Blockbuster membership, and like you said, Hollywood Video. I had one there, and now Family Video. So I've always like when one closes, I just jump to the next one. Now. I don't know what to do, man. I'm just gonna have to not not be on one. Yeah, you're just gonna have to Amazon Amazon that stuff, iTunes it, all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, kind of along with that, do you ever? I know you still have cable, and I don't. But do you ever still get that giddy feeling like you had when you were a kid when you see like look at the TV guy channel? Or see like a commercial for like a you know this Saturday evening movie kind of thing where and be like oh I gotta catch that movie. Um, do you remember? Do you remember that feeling like when you were younger? There was that thing of like oh this movie is playing on set Friday night or Saturday night. I want to make sure I you know catch that movie and watch that or tape it or you know get the family around and let's watch it and stuff like that. Like there was you almost you look forward to it and stuff like that. Now it's like everything's streamed so everything's like right at your fingertips. To answer your question, yes. I I used to have that feeling all the time, but that feeling died out when the birth of something else happened, and that was the DVR. <clears throat> um, like you said, I still have cable. I don't, I'm a, Again, I'm an old-fashioned fart, I guess, because I went to video stores and I still have cable, in addition to all the streaming services, of course. Uh I can't remember the last time a program was on where I'm like, oh, 8 o'clock, ABC, this show's coming on. I got to sit down on the couch and be ready for it. Right? No, I, I don't fucking do that ever, even with my cable. If there's a show on cable that I want to watch, I have my DVR set to record it, and then I can go back and watch it at my leisure and fast forward through the commercials, which is huge, and uh, do it that way. And DVR has been out for several years now. And as a kid without DVR, I remember being like, oh, my gosh, I, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock on UPM, Star Trek Voyager, I got to be in front of that TV. And if I had something going on, if I had soccer practice or whatever, I had a VCR tape 
ready to record it. Because that's how you had to do it back then. Now kids are fucking spoiled, man. I used to when I was a kid, when I was in uh, middle school and high school, uh, Adult Swim. We had cable, and because on school nights I couldn't stay up that late to watch any of those shows, I used to ha- have the VCR set up and uh, programmed to to start recording at a certain time, and then stop recording so that I can catch all that the shows I was missing later, like the next day. I used to do that all the time. I had so many, so many VHS tapes with the tabs popped out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that we we are that old man now, Scott. We are the yep. back in my day. It's official. Yep. We've hit that point. It's official, and I'm sad. And and uh, speaking of that, this, this this is a good segue into my next thing I wanted to bring up. You were talking about Adult Swim. There are a couple shows that I just recently heard about that have been canceled. And I wanted to bring them up. Um, You and I like both of these shows. Uh, One we talked about, I don't think we talked about it on air. I think you and I just had a conversation about it off air. Yeah. If If I did, forgive me. But the other one I just found out about this week and I wanted to bring up. The first one, and I think you told me about this initially, uh... The show The Venture Brothers has been yeah, canceled. Yeah, The Venture Brothers. That's very sad. That's incredibly yeah. sad. <clears throat> Venture Brothers and, and, was like a great show that, yeah, it would be like a few years in between each seasons a lot. But every single time a new season would come out, it was like rediscovering your love for Christmas. It's like you got the Christmas spirit again kind of thing where it's like you forgot about it and you're like, oh my god, I remember the show. I love it. And then you got to watch new shit the last season that aired I didn't even know it was coming I had thought that the show had already ended dude I felt like it was like four years since we got a new season it's probably I been feel like I feel like four years had passed since a new season of Venture Brothers had came out and I just thought that show was just done like that's a long time and then you're the one that told me on this show you're like oh new season of Venture Brothers starts next week I'm like a new season of what? I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, I thought that show was done. You're like, no, no, they just had a big long break in between seasons. I'm like, oh. And then I watched it, and it's just like you said. I forgot how much I loved that show. <coughs> it's and one of, it it's one of those. Great... It's one of those shows where like you talk about your favorite animated shows, and you're always like, oh, Simpsons, Futurama. Some people like Family Guy and things like that, and South Park, but. When you stop and think about it, and you have to look up like obscure animated TV shows, Venture Brothers might be up there with like my top five because I was for, I was forget about it and I throw it on yeah. there. Yeah, it's very good, but unfortunately, it has been canceled. It is no more. It is. I'm kind of sad about it. I am very. I'm very sad. That that I love that show. I kind of wanted there to be a new season in like five years. I wanted I wanted it to keep going. I wanted I wanted it to be in like twenty years, like we still have like a new season like every four or five years. That would be amazing. So the other show, which is kind of more shocking to me that it got canceled, I just read about uh, the Netflix series The Dark Crystal was canceled. Really? Yes. Why? theory and if you if you'll indulge me if the theory has anything to do with politics or right wingers or anything like that it, i'm gonna it does stop not. it right it does now. not <laughs> just it say does stop not. right now okay it does not it has to do with disney <laughs> <laughs> so and i could be completely off the mark here it's just it, like i said it's just a theory but the dark crystal on netflix was a prequel series to the Dark Crystal movie that was done by Jim Henson in the 80s, which is a great movie. And I always wanted to know more about that universe, so they did a series, and there was a lot of great actors in that, the voiced people in that show. It was extremely popular. Oh, it was so good. they, They even made a toy line. It was so good. And this the first season, they only had one season of it, and it kind of ended in a cliffhanger. A big cliffhanger. Like you, it kind of ended, and you're like, okay, we're going to see a lot more. And it certainly didn't lead us up to where the movie starts, because that's what I wanted to know. And Netflix announced, regardless how popular it was, 
it is canceled. They are not doing a second season. That's so weird. My, my theory is um, Jim Henson did The Dark Crystal. Uh, he also did a lot of other great medias that we know. As you know, he did uh, The Muppets. Yes. He did Sesame Street, uh, Labyrinth, Fraggle Rock. Um, like so, like, like, like hits go on and on with him. Emmett Otter, Jug Band Christmas. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. But Jim Henson had a lot of great <laughs> things. Disney has since acquired the rights to The Muppets and a lot of his other shows. Um, Netflix has the right to Dark Crystal. But I think, because you know Disney and Netflix are kind of at a war right now. You, you knew about all that, right? Yeah. Netflix being the number one streaming service in the world. Hulu was a distant second. And Disney said, hey, Netflix, we want to buy you. We want to take over Netflix. Such a bad How many? Idea. How many zeros can we put on the check? Like, Disney has the money. They could have easily bought Netflix. And they had meetings, and they tried to work a deal out. And let's just say a deal could never be made between the higher-ups at Netflix and the higher-ups at Disney. So they kind of said, fuck you, and they stopped dealing. So Disney said, all right, fine then. We're going to go buy your biggest competitor, Hulu, which Hulu is owned by Disney now. And in addition to that... We're going to start our own streaming service, Disney Plus, and it's going to compete with you. So Disney was really throwing some serious shade at Netflix. So Netflix is like, all right, fuck you. I'm like, you think Dark Chris, you, you have all these Jim Henson stuff. Disney wants the rights to it bad. Disney wants Dark Crystal and all Jim Henson stuff on their medium. So what Netflix is going to do, they're going to say, okay, we're going to cancel this show. And we're never going to sell it to you. We're just going to allow it to die just to say, fuck you, Disney. That's my theory. Fucking Disney. Disney ruins everything. Disney, like, ruins everything. I'm very happy that Disney does not own all these streaming services because I think competition is the spice of life when it comes mm -hmm. to this kind of shit. So if Disney owned everything, then what the fuck? Um... But that sucks. I'm disappointed. I wanted to see... Maybe we'll see some Dark Crystal in the future. I don't know. But I really wanted to see a new season. Me too. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. Thanks, fucking Disney. I... Adam, you're blaming Disney. Yeah. First of all, it was just a theory of mine. It could be way off base and not true whatsoever. And secondly, if my theory is correct, I feel like Netflix is the one to blame, not Disney. Maybe if Disney wasn't trying to bully all the other streaming services, uh, Netflix wouldn't have to respond like this. Disney's a bully. It, assuming your theory is true, Disney's just a bully, and I don't think we like bullies on the show. Welcome to capitalism. Thanks for playing. <laughs> that sucks. I'm disappointed. We want more Venture Brothers. Maybe a streaming service will buy Venture Brothers and be like, okay, you know, do it on here. Netflix! That's your next big show! Buy the Venture Brothers say, do it on here. So what else is up? Um, are, are we going to get into it? Are we going to get in the nitty gritty of it? Is it time? Yeah, let's be brief. We got Course of Cinema to do. Yes, we do. Let's get, let's go ahead. Go ahead. You, you so, lead the conversation. Um, a lot of things happened in this past week. We obviously didn't record last time. One of us was having a really good time. And the other was just kind of having a decent time, so we did not record. Wine drunk, I got wine drunk and <laughs> lost track of time. What can I say? <laughs> so we didn't record last week. So as of the recording of this, this past week has been pretty crazy, uh, starting with the presidential debate. Did anybody watch Ugh. that shit show? I listened to the whole thing. What a shit show! Nobody Believe won. Nobody not. won that debate. America lost yeah. the most, in my opinion. I, believe it or not, watched the entire debate start to finish. I don't know why I punished myself like that. And everybody I talked to after the fact, I'm like, did you watch that thing? They're like, oh, I watched the first 15 minutes and I had to turn it off. It was so terrible. I thought to myself, damn, I should have done that. Yeah. Uh, like, but it's, it's, 
we all knew it was going to be a train wreck. But and what happens with a train wreck? You got to look. You got to watch it. That's that's what most people have to do. So it was it was a bit of a train wreck. Nobody won. There was nothing going on. Um, I one thing I will say when I was listening to it, I was despite the fact that he had no real control over it, I will say at least the moderator tried to wrangle control and tried to let's let's put it this way Trump was the biggest shit show in that entire thing because he was the one that kept constantly just spewing out nonsense and constantly interrupting even when the mod interrupting the moderator even when they're trying to ask a question or do this or try to stop uh, somebody from you know going over their two minutes he constantly interrupted them and the moderator itself I can't remember his name what was his name Chris Chris Wallace. Chris I Wallace, think. thank you. Uh, Chris mm-hmm. Wallace. He, I I will say this. He tried to wrangle it in. I'll give him that. But there's no wrangling that in. I heard they were talking about, and I wish they would do this next for next debate. Potentially having an off button on their mics, so when it's not their turn, their two minutes to speak, the uh, their mic is just turned off, so they can't like talk. So that would be nice. I'd love that some things to say I, I agree with you i think chris wallace did an okay job under the circumstances uh i think biden kind of sucked but i think trump was absolutely <coughs> atrocious i think the way that trump was interrupting both biden and wallace constantly was it looked very unprofessional uh, very indicative of Trump's presidency, nonetheless. Yeah. But, like, we expected nothing less from him. But here's the... What was that? You cut out. But it was on the right. Attacking you Wallace cut out, You cut out moderator. for a second. Sorry. Oh, oh, my mistake. You said, here's uh, the thing, and then everything else cut out. Ah, shit. Okay, so here's the thing. I've heard a lot of conservatives and Trump supporters on the right attacking the moderator, Wallace saying that he was being unfair to Trump and he it was like Trump had to debate both of them I'm thinking to myself I I heard that too yeah I'm like he is a Fox News guy he is a relatively conservative guy he is probably a team Trump guy anybody anybody in their right fucking mind should have said Trump you're not doing what you agreed to beforehand like, well, I, I don't blame him at all for trying I, to put Trump in his place. I think I heard those same people that were talking about how, you know, Trump did a good job and he was debating uh, the moderator and Joe Biden at the same time. I think a lot of those people uh, said, and I can't remember if I'm accurate in this, but they said, well, Mike Wallace, he's not really a conservative. So, you know, they try to throw him under the bus by saying, like, he's not really a Republican. He's not really a conservative. So, you know, that's so we can shit talk him now. So they try to like cast it just off. Just because back. he's not as far right <coughs> as as Hannity and Beck and Laura Ingram and, and some of the other talking heads, just because he's not as far right as them doesn't mean he's not a conservative. Because he absolutely is a conservative. He's just more of a moderate. Yeah. So that's but that's why they can shit talk him. They're like even though he's a well, Fox it's dog, bullshit. I know it's, it's bullshit. very much bullshit. But like, yeah, they were also they. I saw so many compliments. From, um, on the conservative side, like all these pundits and shit like that, they were saying like, you know, Trump, Trump's an alpha dog. He's a dog. He's a wolf. You know, you, he's and he's gonna, he's doing what wolves do, and they hunts, and you know, Biden's his prey, and yada yada. And I'm like, did you, like, you're just, do you, I, I was like, I can't tell if you're being honest or if you're just spewing nonsense for the sake of nonsense. I just, I can't tell if they're just that if. They're that delusional. Any right-minded person looks at that debate and says, it's terrible. Like, it was not a good debate. It was, and uh, in the words of the dude from CNN or the person from CNN, it's a shit, it was a shit show. That was, I think it was that lady. I, can't, I don't know her name. But she was like, it was a shit show. And that's what it was. It was a know. shit show. I watch CNN. I don't know. I just saw clips of it. I, I watch okay. I watched a little bit like Stephen Colbert and Seth Meyers and like, John Oliver and stuff like that. So I just saw like clips of it and shit. But yeah, they were like, it's a shit show. And they were, they were not wrong. It was a shit show. The only point I'll give Biden was 
he spent most of his time trying to talk to the camera and to the people as opposed to talking to Trump. He did have a few times where he was like, like when he told him to shut up and all this other stuff. Yeah, he talked to Trump sometimes, but he spent a lot of time talking to the people and the Americans and stuff like that, which I will give a point to him for that. But that's kind of it. Something you said earlier about uh, for the next debate, having an on and off switch on the mics. I also heard a lot of people on both sides of the aisle that said we should have that. And I agree we should have that. But there's two reasons why we won't, Adam. When they come together, both parties, both campaigns have to agree on everything ahead of time. And that's something that was not agreed on. And Trump's campaign will never in a million years agree to have an off button on the microphone. I think I think he went into the debate planning to do that. I think his his goal was to interrupt Biden well, yeah. and Wallace as much as possible. So that was his tool. That was his weapon. And if you take that away from him in the next debate, he'll never agree to it. So it won't happen. It yeah, won't happen. That's like, it's 100% his... You're, you're right. It's 100% his weapon. That's what he wanted to do because it avoids... It gives him the opportunity to not only avoid... avoid answering the question straight on but it also allowed if he does that and the moderator gives him shit and joe biden gives him shit allows him to do what he did and say well i was trying to you know debate but it turns out i had to debate two people and i was trying to debate the moderator thing you know everybody's ganging up against me guys blah 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 like it allows him to do that so yeah i can absolutely believe that he wouldn't want to do that my second reason why it won't happen is because and this will probably lead us to our next point I don't see that another debate is going to happen. Not anytime soon, at least. I think uh, they were scheduled to have three debates. And they had the first one, and it was this shit show, as you and CNN called it. Which I agree. I agree. That's a good description. But the remaining two, I believe they're both going to get canceled. And they're not going to happen. And would you like to explain why, Adam? Uh, Donnie got the corona. Donnie got the Rona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So Donald Trump has tested positive for COVID. Didn't his like entire family test positive or some shit? Didn't, like a bunch um, of people. His, in his wife. His wife did. I don't know if any other people in his family have yet. They probably will. Do we know if I Mike know Pence of... tested positive? As far as I know, Mike Pence and his wife both tested negative. Okay. But they're going to be tested every day because it might not be showing up yet. Um, I do know a lot he... of a lot of his staff and a lot of people in his cabinet have tested positive. Let it be known that when he was potentially contagious, he didn't Biden and Trump like shake hands at the beginning. Like walk no, up to each... they, they did didn't... not. They, they okay. did not. Okay, I couldn't remember. I didn't watch it, so I didn't know if they did that or not. Um, but he was in the same room as Biden. Granted, it was a big room and they were social distance and stuff like that, so that was good. So, um, But he could have potentially spread COVID all over that fucking platform. And he had a rally like sometime in between his t- 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 or positive tests and the debate with a bunch of people. Maskless and yelling and shit like that. So, I don't know. It just, it just goes to show you... How long, how many months now has Donald Trump been grandstanding and he's calling this virus no worse than the flu and it's a Democrat hoax and you should inject bleach in your arm and people aren't really dying from it. People have other reasons why they're dying. And now he fucking got, if this is not poetic justice, I don't know what is. You know his supporter. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to many of the arguments, but you know his supporters are just going to use the excuse. See, it's not so bad. It took the president how many months before he caught it, and you know he's going to recover. And if he recovers without any like debilitating conditions, everybody's going to look at him and say, "See, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Look at that. He took him, you know, how many months? Almost a year before he caught it, and you know he recovered so great. Like awesome." They're just going to throw that excuse out there. So nobody's going to learn a lesson. Nobody's going to be taught anything. It's not going to matter. And and you're right. I've actually heard people say the same thing you did. 
And I've actually heard another conspiracy theory that you may like <laughs> that Trump, and I don't know if I buy into this one, but this is a theory that Trump doesn't really have COVID. I believe he's it. actually he's actually pretending to have COVID because uh, the prime minister, I guess the example is the prime minister of Great Britain, Boris Johnson. He's a big conservative like Trump, and he didn't believe in it either. And then he got it and he almost died. And he didn't. And when he got better and almost died, voters actually felt sorry for him. And his polling actually went up. And his approval rating went up. So I could see the Trump campaign looking at Johnson from the UK and thinking, hey, let's do something like that. Because let's face it, if, if you believe the polls, which I know you don't, Trump is getting his ass handed to him right now. Um... The last thing he wants to do is not campaign for two weeks. So, but it could, at the same time, at the same time, we saw how bad that debate was. That's, that's, that's that, kind of the thing, the reason why I think maybe it's not a hoax, because I would, I would imagine that they would have done that before the first debate. Like the first debate was about to happen, then boom, all of a sudden Trump has COVID. And then they would, you know, be like, oh, we can't have the first debate because we don't want to get anybody sick. You know, Trump's going to go in a thing. And then they, he has a long recovery process all the way up to election that he comes out healthy and great. But like, I wanted to debate him. Trust me, I wanted to debate him. But, I, you know, it was just your president was just too ill. You know, sleepy Joe Biden was sleeping the entire time for the past month because I was just too sick. I was I was ready to debate him. I was ready to get up. I would have had the best debate in the entire world. It would have been the greatest debate ever. Okay. At the same time, though, I think Trump, I don't think he knew off at first that he was going to bomb the debate as bad as he did. Think about 2016. He debated Hillary Clinton three times, and honestly, he did a pretty fucking good job. I'd say he beat Hillary Clinton in those debates because Donald Trump is a terrible human being. But he is a celebrity. He yeah. does know how to work a crowd. I'll give credit where credit's due. And he does know how to market himself and make talk good about himself. The problem this year is he's been president for four years. He has a record that he has to run on now. He has a record that he has to defend. And his record is absolutely abysmal. In the past, he could just attack Hillary Clinton's record. He didn't have a record to defend. Now he does. He tried to attack. He, tra he tried to attack Biden's family during this debate, which had it, nothing. It, it had nothing to do with any question was ever asked. But he, I, I, at least I don't think it was. I have to re-listen to see if maybe there is a connection to be made. But he basically attacked Biden's family, his son, who apparently got allegedly got money from fucking China, Russia, or whatever, and drug addict and all this and stuff like that. And Joe, I, this is another credit I'll give to Joe Biden. He he didn't try to like. Sugar Cody's like, yeah, my son had a drug problem and he's recovered from it. What now? Mm -hmm. So that yeah. is that that was one more point I will say he handled that particular rant fairly well, I would think. That was that was Joe Biden's son Hunter, who <laughs> did get some money from foreign powers and did have a drug problem. But then Trump also tried to attack Joe Biden's other son, Bo. Yeah. Which was such bad form because oh, yeah. Bo, Bo Biden was a is war dead. hero for is crying dead, out loud. He's dead, first of all. He was, he was a fucking war hero, and then he died of brain cancer, and Trump attacked him too. That was a really bad look. Yeah. And he refused to tell, he, he told this white supremacist <clears throat> group, the Proud Boys, to stand by. I think the I, most I, I, atrocious I, I that was horrible. I think the most atrocious thing he said was he he made a call to his followers to go to the polls and watch the polls. Yes. You can't do that. You can't just do that. Like you, you it's called it's called fucking privacy when you're voting and shit like that. You can't just fucking do that shit. Like it's you're yeah. gonna all that's gonna happen is that his followers are gonna go there. They're gonna intimidate people, and people are not gonna want to go to vote in that particular area because you know they don't want to get harassed and shit like that. That's all that's gonna happen. Right. I don't know. I don't know, man. It was a shit show, 
nothing was accomplished. We got no information. Everybody, That's not entirely true. Everybody's still voting for who they were going to vote for before. So, it, it, I agree. <coughs> it was a shit show. It was a shit show, but something did get accomplished. And that was the spread of COVID-19 throughout the people who were going to be there. Yeah, COVID-19. COVID had a great night. COVID has had a great year. <laughs> COVID, this whole 2020 has been COVID's year, man. Like, look oh, back on man. COVID's record. It's this is this is coming up COVID. I'm done talking about this. Well, I guess it's time. I don't want to talk is about it? it anymore. Is it is it time, Adam? It's time. We are at that point. It is time to do dun da 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 coercive cinema. For Why those... don't you tell the people if it's their first time? Explain to them what our segment Course of Cinema is. I would be happy to, Scott. Course of Cinema is a little um, segment that we have been discussing for the past few months. We finally implemented a few episodes ago where we each tell the uh, other host, we each tell them to watch a movie that we know that they have not watched. A movie that you have seen or that we have seen that the other person has not. So, like... I picked what was what was last week's pick? I think it was. Uh, you had me watch the movie Kung Fu Hustle. Okay, yes, I I had you watch Kung Fu Hustle. I love that movie. Scott has never seen it. I was uh, in charge of watching Hamilton, the uh, the yes. musical Hamilton that Scott has seen that I have never seen. That's just the mm-hmm. way it goes, you know. So that's what it is. So I I've now watched it. Scott's watched it. I think who went first last time, Scott? Do you remember? I think it's it's your turn to go first. My turn to go first. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> I enjoyed Hamilton. I actually enjoyed it a lot. I here's my thing. Um, very good. I've watched it. I've since then have listened to the soundtrack again on my phone on Spotify. Just when I was at work, I had nothing else to listen to. I was like, oh, I'll listen to it because you know it's got some good music. It's got some good catchy tunes in there. A lot of great singers, a lot of great performers on there. Here's the thing. It is a recording of an onstage performance. A very, very well done recording, uh, but is a recording of an onstage performance. For me, that, when I first watched it, I found myself constantly looking at to see how much time was left. Because I found myself less entertained by watching it than just listening to the music like on Spotify mm. because I f- just it does this thing that I love I love the on stage I love on stage things I love the idea of going to like an opera or a musical or a theater or whatever and seeing these kind of performances but I love it in person I don't want to see like a recording of it it's like it's like watch it's like listening to a song and then listening to the live version of the song I hate all live versions of songs on CDs and stuff like that. I hate it. I would rather because it sounds, it just sounds bad to me. It sounds horrible. Like, but that's kind of thing you'd want to listen to in person. So I think if I saw Hamilton in person, I would like the show itself a lot more. But I just found, I found a little, just a, it's it's just, just it was just felt too long when I was watching it. But but that's just a personal thing for me. It, I'm not saying the show is bad. If I was it, sitting in the seats, I would have stand an ovation. I would have loved it. It would have been a great. <clears throat> I here's the thing. Can you explain something to me? I don't understand though. It's a great show. I don't get why it got all the hype that it got. It seemed like this show got such ridiculous, like insane, like a, almost like Marvel movie level of hype to it, like borderline. Mm-hmm. Like why did it get so much hype? I don't get it. Um, there's, there's a couple reasons. Um, first of all, I buy into that hype, man. I, I have seen it five times. I've watched, I've, that, that dropped in July. It's October. I've watched it five times. I've watched it two times recently. It, it, it is so good. It is so good. Um, the whole hype behind it is, first of all, I love that they put it out. I love that they put it on Disney Plus. Yeah. And the reason is you can't touch a Hamilton ticket on Broadway. It was impossible. It was booked solid for years, years out. And then COVID happened and Broadway shut down. 
So Disney gets together with uh, Lin Manuel Miranda and says, "Hey, let's let's put the recording of the show on Disney Plus for everyone to see." And that that was great. I think it was such a big deal. Yeah. But why did people love it? Um, why did it have so much hype? Is what I said. It was different. It was different. It was unique. Um, a lot a lot of Broadway plays have their big ballad songs, but then there's like talking in between. This is a constant. Like it never stops. Everything is sung, and he wrote that all himself. Lynn Lynn Miranda wrote all the music which is super impressive, super impressive. And the idea, the idea, a story that actually happened with the founding of our country, the founding fathers, with a new spin on it. Basically, look at the world today. Go walk on the streets in New York City. Look at the faces of the people who are going to be walking down New York or Washington, D.C. or Philadelphia, the places where this story takes place what are the faces of the people in 2020 going to look like now i'm not talking about their masks it's going to be a diverse setting it's going to be people who are who are black who are white who are latino and everything in between but when you the founding fathers in the 1770s and 1780s that wasn't the case everybody was white so to change it up and modernize it with today's music and today's people. It, it, it's just a fresh, a fresh take on something that is historically accurate. And, and I, that's why I loved it so much. I can't speak for everybody out there. Um, hype is what it is. I mean, some hype is because a lot of people think it's good, so everybody else thinks they have to like it too. That's probably the reason. But that's not the reason for me. I, honest to God, love this, love this show, and for the reasons I mentioned. Okay, I, when it comes to like the diverse cast and stuff like that, it it mm-hmm. it's a cool idea. It's interesting. I don't really care that much about that. Um, everybody in the show was amazing. I would love to see more musicals and things like you, that done with all. But these you people. know who does care about it, Adam? Who the 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 little black girl who's twelve years old. Who's sitting when at I home say when watching it, when I say I don't care cares. about it, when I say I don't she care about cares. it, it's not a negative connotation. I'm just saying it doesn't affect me one way or the other. And that's fine. That's fine is. because you you can go watch two dozen other musicals that is all lily white people, or you can go read a history textbook and look at the picture of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, and it's all a whole bunch of white slave owners signing it. But when you see something like this, it is. It is an inspiration to young people of color that says, hey, I can go be on Broadway and be in a musical. Hey, I can go be a politician and work for this country. Hey, look at this. This is something I can do. They look like me. They sound like me. That is why it's so special. Hamilton was great. Uh, Scott, what did you think of Kung Fu Hustle? Okay, so um, going into Kung Fu Hustle... I wasn't really sure what to expect. Now, I do enjoy a good kung fu movie now and again. But I need to be in the mood. Like, I've had phases where I was into kung fu. I'm not in that phase right now. So I kind of wasn't feeling it up front. So going into the movie, I really didn't expect much. Um... Now, it is a foreign film, so I had the subtitles on. It was in... I watched it in the original Cantonese. Um, but it was it was a little bit confusing at times. Um, it was fun. It, 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 when I was in it, and there was, like, the fight scenes, which the fight scenes were great, that's what made me think, oh, this is why I used to love kung fu movies. This right here is it. But this one was unique in a sense that I really went in blind and I didn't know who the villain or the hero was. So the movie starts out with this, like, gang. And I believe they're called the Crocodile Gang. And they're, like, beating the shit out of some cops. And I'm like, okay, so these are going to be the bad guys. So then they walk outside and instantly they're met by a second gang. It's known as the ACT Gang, which com- 
completely kill them all. They just murder them. So then I'm like, okay, that was weird. I guess these are now the bad guys. So then it switches real quick to this, like, slum hood part of the town, which they said the gangs don't really mess with people in this town. Yeah, and I didn't poor. really... I, I, yeah. I didn't really understand who the heroes were at this point. So then they introduce you to, like, the landlord and the landlady, and they sucked. The landlady was like this... Somehow, capitalism reared its ugly head even in communist China. But there it was. She was, like, yelling at people for rent the whole time, and I'm like, okay, so maybe, maybe they're the villains. Okay, so I still don't know who the good guys turn out to be. Then these couple guys from the gang show up, and which they turned out to not actually be in the gang. So I'm like, okay, maybe maybe these are the bad guys. I'm trying to figure out who the villain is in this movie. And then the real gang comes, and it's a whole, whole mess. And then there's this huge fight scene. And all of a sudden, magically, these three people who live in the slum part of the town, one is like a cook, the other one's like a tailor, the other one's like a laborer. All of a sudden, they turn out that secretly they're Kung Fu Masters. Which, that was a twist, right? What a twist. The fight scene between the three of them and, like, pretty much the entire gang was awesome. So I'm like, okay, so these three guys are now the good guys. Then the uh -uh. next scene, the next scene, the gang hires assassins to come. And these assassins come and they like kill the three guys like right away. And I'm like, well, what the fuck now? So then the fucking landlord and landlady. They didn't just kill him. They, they killed him with harps music. They killed him with harp. The landlord and the landlady who you thought were bad. They actually turned out to surprise also be Kung Fu masters. And they just like lay waste to the assassins then so i'm like okay my head's starting to hurt here i'm guessing that they're the good guys now so then the gang then sends another assassin who's even like more fucking bad you're, for you're forgetting that all these masters have like supernatural powers like they do their they training do, right. is like the one landlord he's like makes himself light as a feather so he can like deflect all these like attacks and the landlady she's got like I can't remember what they called it, but it's like the lion roar. Yeah, she basically screams really <laughs> loud and like it's like a sonic boom, like a shockwave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So then you think, okay, it's them. Meanwhile, you're the guy who you thought was in the in the gang who really wasn't. You're kind of learning more about his backstory. And spoiler, he's the one who actually turns out to be the hero at the end, because then the new assassin comes. He ends up fighting the landlord and landlady. The beast. And the beast, that's right. He's known as the beast. Uh, it was just... And the fight scenes were awesome, but trying to figure out who you're rooting for and who you're rooting against was exhausting. Does that make sense? It was like a Looney Tunes cartoon with Kung Fu. It was! It was very similar to a Looney Tunes cartoon. Um, it was fun. It was a light-hearted, fun kung fu film. Um, the production was actually relatively good. Like, I feel like they spent money on this movie. And that's not the kung fu movies I'm used to watching. I'm used to watching, like, low-budget, like, kung fu movies. This was, like, there was some special effects. Yeah. Well, they had to do so, all kinds of crazy... The dude's kicking, like... 50 people in the air and they're flying through the air and shit, you know? Yeah. I feel like the saving grace of this movie was the fight scenes. The fight scenes were comical and fun. And that's, that's what I liked about it. But yes, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know why I'd never seen this before, but there it was. <laughs> So you liked it. Yeah, I mean, do you have anything you want to say about it? You you obviously liked it a lot to have me watch it. It uh I like you said, I like I liked it because it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon with kung fu. 
There's a lot of silly stuff that goes on. There's a lot of, like, the dude gets bit by, like, the snakes and his lips, are, like, just grow gigantic size like you would see Daffy Duck do or something like oh that. Oh, my and God, I the know. The chase scene with the landlady and that dude, like, their oh legs are spinning gosh. like they would spin, like, Bugs Bunny running. Yeah. And it's just crazy like, stuff like, like that. Like Scooby-Doo. Like, yeah. their legs are just going and they're, like, not really going fast. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Funny, funny But shit. it also has, like, that aspect of Kung Fu that's, like, really fun. So. Mm-hmm. It captured my imagination as a kid. What you that from? Do you have any idea? Um, I have to look it up. It's, it's, I say kid, I mean, like, in my teen years and stuff like that. So. It's 2004. So. Okay, so it's been a while. Yeah. Okay. All right, so what do we have for next week's, or I guess next time's, coercive cinema? Um, I'll go first. I've decided to go with Halloween theme a little bit, so I'm going to go. It is October, so it is going to be a lot of maybe like, maybe scary movies, maybe horror movies, maybe something like that. I got a few lined up. The choice that I have for you, Scott, the pick I have for you, I'm assuming you've never seen this because this is in your list that you sent to me. I want you to watch Evil Dead 2. I've seen the first one. What? I've never. I've, I've seen the first one. Oh. I've never seen the second one. So, yes, I want you to watch Evil Dead 2. It is on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yes, okay. it's on Hulu. So that is what you are going to watch for this upcoming coercive cinema. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen that one. Um, okay, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, and I was saving this for a rainy day. And this movie, this movie is kind of the reason we do this segment. And I always knew I was going to do this to you. But our friend Mike, who listens to the show, he goes, why are you having Adam watch all these weird movies? I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, why don't you just have him watch blank already? He goes, why don't you just have him watch Inception already? So you're going to watch Inception finally. Oh, I knew it was coming. That was kind of You knew reason. it was coming, and here it is. So, uh... Where yeah, is it's that on located? Pri- it's on Prime. It's okay. on Prime Video. Yeah, Inception's on Prime Video. I checked before I gave it to you because I, w- I would have given it to you sooner, but I couldn't find it on anything. And then I re- rechecked, and it's on now. So Inception on Amazon Prime Video, and that's a great movie, and I don't know why you've still never seen it. Now it's, like, it's become like a joke. It's become a joke that you haven't seen it. It's, it's like I always say, I missed out on it when it first came out, and I basically know the entire story through other people talking about it and things, so I just never bothered doing it. And okay. then it was a prideful thing for me where I was like, well, I've never seen Inception. I don't want to see it now, but now I have well, to. Now you're, well, now you're seeing it. Yep. That was Coercive Cinema for this episode of For Your Distraction. Check out those videos if you want to play along with us next week. Scott, tell the people how they can get a hold of us. Oh, I got to do it. Okay, cool. So if you want to get a hold of For Your Distraction, uh, shoot us an email at foryourdistraction at gmail.com. You can find us on social media. We are on Facebook. You can search for For Your Distraction on there and like us. We are also on Twitter. Search for us. Follow us on there. You can tweet us at podcastfyd. There's a million, I mean, I a million different ways that you can listen to the show. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, jeez, um, Podbean under Movie Guys Podcast. Uh, what's the other one? Google Play. Spotify. Oh, my God. Spotify, any place you get your podcasts, search for For Your Distraction or Podcast FYD, one or the other. You're going to find us. We're there. Uh, Also, the Movie Guys podcast. Uh, We are a member of the Be Real Podcast Network. They are our unofficial official hub. So 
you can go on to Podbean, search for their show, and we're on there. Also on YouTube, if you search for Movie Guys Podcast, all of our stuff is on there. Um, we are on the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. So head on over to their website. Check us out there and all kinds of other great shows. Adam. Scott. Uh, October's here. It's spooky elect- times. The election's coming up. I'm I just said it's that. spooky times. It's spooky times. So the next time you are performing an autopsy, make sure to set your sandwich down. <laughs>